Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 235, Principal and Creative Director Steve Davis shares lessons learned from the launch and growth of Talked About Marketing. We discuss Oscar Wilde and the value in not taking oneself too seriously to help navigate serious conversations in lighthearted ways. Steve weaves entertaining stories throughout the episode as he introduces us to Professor Longsword and the MBA School of MBA Credentials. This is Steve's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a hectic time. Now, normally I get my guests to start with explaining an item of significance, but I wanted you to tell us about a person of significance and the relationship to talked about marketing, and that is Oscar Wilde. So if we could start there, we've got a few things to cover, but I'd love that to be a bit of an intro if you would, Steve. It's always a pleasure talking about Oscar Wilde. I can't remember the first time it came into my life, but it was very young. I was blessed with two of the best English teachers ever, uh, Miss Fagan in year nine. She introduced Shakespeare and Shelf's Twelfth Night to me, and I was changed after that. And then that was at Unley High. Then I moved to Woodville High, and over there, Mr. D'Souza in year 11, wonderful Indian man who was passionate, and again was Shakespeare, but, and he taught us uh, Richard III, which he called Dick the Turd. And, of uh, <laughs> course, that just won us over. But in the course of that, I must have come across Oscar Wilde in my readings. And that saying, there's only one thing worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked about. I, I just can't explain how profound that was. And Seth Godin was influential there too. He said, marketing's got to be worth remarking about. You know, it's got to be remarkable. And so it all came together and hence um, we had the Oscar Wilde figure of me created by a local artist, Casey Cumming. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but only just recently, uh, Oscar has not been as prominent in the TAM branding as he once was. I did notice that. The, the professor seems to be stepping in, but I don't want to jump to that just yet. So, audience, um, that's a little hang that will leave you there. Uh, but, Steve, before we do, let's just hear a little bit more about Talked About Marketing. And so that's been about a year now. Is it very close to a year? What's the time frame? No, it's almost... Two, two years. Almost two, two years. Sorry, sorry. So tell me then, over the two years, we've talked about marketing, mm-hmm. the journey, some of your top lessons learned, how that's evolved. Just give us a little bit of insight on that journey and then we'll swing back around. Well, I won't go into too much detail, but me starting talked about marketing wasn't necessarily my choice. In a previous uh, relationship, unfortunately, there was a uh, an ABN that was closed. And I just, at that point, learned some lessons about business and then had to dust that off, take stock and start again. And one of the things that 
has fascinated me is I've been doing this for 20 plus years, about 22 years now, uh, consulting with small business in particular. And um, I always think of the people I work with. In fact, my David, my web guy, just said to me the other day, he said, I introduced him to another job for another client. And I said, this person's a dear friend. He said, they're all dear friends. <laughs> and that is what has has cushioned the blow for me when I had to make that change because quite almost all of the people I'd worked with over the last 20 years opted to continue working with me. And they said, it was just, you're the person that we knew and trusted and, you know, you cared and all that sort of stuff. And so... If there's any lesson, and that's why one of the foundational principles of talked about marketing is this, business is personal. We're all people, and we're trying to eke out livings by hopefully delivering some value and service to people. And so it is about the relationship being key and actually caring. And I suppose the other thing that's really fascinating is it's been a journey. Michael Shanahan is now a key business partner with me. He's also a friend. He'd been in marketing for the last 20 years, and both of us before that were in theatre. So he was my theatre director back when I did my first Adelaide Fringe show in 1988. So we've known each other for so long, but the beautiful thing about him is his marketing work has skewed towards analytics and measurement and all that stuff, as well as strategic thinking. So when I made my had to do my quick reaction, how do I create myself? Oscar was right at the surface, so that was easy. But the reason it's changed recently to not so much being Oscar forward is that Michael made the great point. He said that was fine for when you were a one-person band. But there's now eight of us that talked about marketing, and we decided that it was right. And and this is the thing with business. When we're so close to something, when I've got to say, I probably wouldn't change it because I needed Oscar at that time. So Oscar's not gone. He's gone across to my Steve Davis entity and website where I do my you know comedy and, and MC work. Uh, but now we're just Tam, talked about marketing. It's more teamy. We've got the quotes. So we're still honouring our... <laughs> our history <laughs> of two years. Um, <laughs> yes. And so that that's the story. So it is about what would give trust to people who don't know my history. And so they're going to start working with new people. And so we just needed something with a little more substance without being boring. But um, yeah, so, I'm sorry. You probably forgot, Amelia, that answers are very long when you have <laughs> no, me. No, no, I love that answer. And I love the story because it really demonstrates the importance of being earnest. Being o- yeah, Well, no, I was going to say being open, but uh, open to change and evolution. And also, you know, not taking that personally. Like, obviously, you have that personal connection with Oscar, but the ability to go, okay, well, it doesn't necessarily serve the business and the team, nor necessarily potential new customers. So we'll evolve that. So I think that's incredibly good advice. It so, wasn't easy. <laughs> I don't uh, doubt it. <laughs> Michael had to plant the seed and wait yeah. until it seemed like it was my idea. <laughs> oh, good. What a clever man. But, but not because of I'm one of those people, but just 
I had to, to own it time. and feel comfortable. Yeah. 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 Mm. No, and that's important too. The, the journey is always important. Mm. Okay. So that swings us around, I think, quite nicely to this importance of not taking oneself too seriously. So it's important to be serious at what you do, but to have fun and enjoy it. And I, personally, I love that philosophy. I think that's really great. And it was interesting when you were talking about people might have seen it as a bit whimsical and not serious. It's a bit of fluff. But I think in the fun and the enjoyment, we can actually help bring really serious issues and matters. So I, I feel like sometimes, you know, in being too serious, we miss some of this, which is not something I would accuse you of doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what I wanted to talk to you about, though, was this evolution in on the Steve Davis side more than the talked about marketing mm. around the lunchtime MBA mm. uh, and the professor and what is it? Uh, the MBA School of MBA Credentials. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, good, good. Tell me a bit about that. Ah, well, this again uh, arose from relationships. I mean, I, I started my comedy journey in 2018, I think it was, or 2017. I started doing stand-up and... It was funny because Glyn Nicholas, who many people might remember, who weren't eight when I was <laughs> on the fringe stage, um, there was a show called The Big Gig on ABC TV with the Doug Anthony All-Stars, etc. in the early 90s. And Glyn Nicholas was one of the comedians. He started busking in Adelaide and just amazing talent. And... Uh, he has this character called Pate Biscuit, which is based on Patsy Bisco, who was a kid's entertainer and hilarious. Anyway, he was my teacher. And I remember a little quip he made about our next steps after this and wanting to do some stand-up for The Fringe in 2019. And he said, oh, is it just going to be stand-up? And that is exactly he was on a wavelength because I didn't want to just do stand-up. So Glenn made that comment, and it's funny. Every now and then, little things that someone says uh, to you just hook, like a bit of Velcro catching something. And I suppose that's what you're about, Amelia, with the be the drop, is it's not always an onslaught. It's those little drips, those little things that build up. So he planted that seed. Long story short, last year at an event that another former client reached out and took me to just because I got talking to Robert Lloyd uh, and, and he said, you know what, I've always had this idea because he came through the university system of what I've been watching the MBA, the Master of Business Administration process, get shorter and shorter and he'd grown a little bit cynical about some of the elements on it. He said, wouldn't it be funny to make an an hour, a 60-minute MBA, and just take it to the absurd extreme. And so we talked and laughed about that, and then that was fine. And then just within 24 hours of the fringe uh, registrations for this year closing, I woke up at four in the morning. I said, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, we'll do a lunchtime MBA. And it just all gelled. And I got up, and I double-checked with him, and I spoke to Anna at Treasury 1860, and she said, She'd love to make her venue available. And so everything just had to come together again at the last minute. But what I love about him as he's evolved is that he's an amalgam of a few different influences. Uh, one of them is there's something in the university system I love. I love evidence-based thinking and I think it's great. There are some aspects in university life where philosophy is one where they just keep going 
ad absurdum yeah. to bizarre ends. And I just wanted, there was something in me who loved playing with that, where you build, and it came from, I did a lot of impro uh, theatre, improvised theatre, and you you just have a yes and approach. And then I, ju- I didn't know where the other part came until my dad uh, had a 40th anniversary service. He was ordained as an Anglican priest 40 years ago, just recently. And Archbishop Keith Rayner, who was the Archbishop of Adelaide back when you were eight, Amelia, um, <laughs> did, the, did the sermon. And he is exactly Professor Longsword. The, <laughs> the pausing, the reflection, the uh, almost to the point that he goes off into his world uh, and we must follow along, and and he is eternally good and earnest, but he just he's just like a hot air balloon that doesn't have that weight connecting it to the ground. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because I've seen some of your articles from it, and I was like, I'm not sure. This seems quite serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it because it's great. I like that line between you know taking yourself serious but not being too serious. And there was just something that um, Wendy Torbett said. She she works for Tam as well, but she's also on the show because she's a comedian. She plays the professor's EA, executive assistant. And there's a point in the show where he uses MBA thinking on the spot to solve people's problems. And um, it's forced through one of four different elements of the MBA uh, list of subjects. And it just so happened that this woman said she's a consultant, she does training, and her problem was not enough clients. And so we use the MBA discernment generator 5000 to work out which of the disciplines we would approach it through. And it turned out it was HR. And the professor looked at her and said, well, I'm not quite sure uh, how to say this, but if we look at this from a human resources perspective, and you are the consultant and you're not getting clients, Maybe the problem is you, and but he said it in a way that it was very lightly done, and she was wearing bright yellow, and he said, well, maybe not you so much, but maybe the colour you're wearing is too bright for some people, blessed as you are with red hair. Um, maybe green would be a better colour, and then when your clients come to you, they will think all their Christmases came at once. And <laughs> and Wendy said afterwards... Any other, anybody else, that would have been completely insulting. But there's something about the professor who just, in a lovely way, just gets away with it. And th- that's a bit of fun in the show. But in some of the articles on the, the website, um, mbaschool.com.au, is that you land a few truths in the laughter. Um, you name the elephant in the room because the other really foundational story in my life was the emperor's new clothes. It's all I've always been fascinated by it. And I, I, yes. I actually think, and that comes back again to me and Oscar Wilde and the importance of being earnest and that you know is it fluff, but are you also are also covering this real thing? Because I find that there's this censorship that's going on because people are afraid to ask questions if they don't understand for fear of saying the wrong thing. And that's why I feel like shows like this, which are fun, but allow you to potentially tap onto some of those elephant in the room is important because I feel like we've kind of lost the way a little bit with how to have good conversation. You're so right. The key is innocent, curious wonder because ultimately I don't want to be 
a smashing ball. Uh, I don't have the figure for it anyway. Uh, but I, it, it's more that, I mean, my goodness, I'm curious to see. We've had a few university people in in stitches. And yesterday, some of them came up to me and they said, how did you get all this inside information? <laughs> um, because there are there are problems. We do actually have problems in our higher education system. Not not all over, but there are gaps. And uh, the professor is just, you know, highlighting some of them. But I, I just want it to improve because, you know, ultimately the human enterprise needs to be creative to get through anything that we come up with. And there is a yeah. balancing act because I, I still yeah. bristle when someone says I should have the right to say anything I like. And yes, at some well, no. level, <laughs> not but necessarily. There's a thing called, you know, emotional quotient, emotional intelligence. You've got to read the temperature well, and you've got to be aware that you don't know everything either. And you said before, it's that innocent curiosity. So it's okay to do that, but <laughs> yes. to judge without qualification is problematic. Yeah. Now, Steve, we're running out of time and I just wanted to remind people, so your show is every day during Fringe. So for people in Adelaide who, you know, want to upskill themselves in 60 minutes, <laughs> here is their opportunity. Look, it, um, mm -hmm. And tickets are on the Fringe website? They are. You just start typing a lunchtime or even lunchtime and you'll find us. And uh, yes, you come for 60 minutes, uh, you leave with an MBA certificate that is officially signed by the professor uh, and you pick up a few things along the way. There's so many fun stories, a bit of absurdism as well. <laughs> but uh, one last, if you want to come for lunch uh, first, you, can't, you there's a lunch and show ticket and you just have to get there about 12-ish so you can eat first because Glyn Nicholas, who is the director, says no eating during the show. So meals must be finished. Uh, and I noticed that even in Las Vegas, I was doing some research, uh, they don't let you eat through shows anymore. Um, because it distracts people too much. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, you, I mean, you can't be concentrating on an MBA and eating. I mean, this is just too oh, much. Oh, no, come on. Yes, I mean, 60 minutes. That's a long time <laughs> to focus. This is serious, serious business. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Steve. Good luck with the shows and thanks for joining us. My pleasure as always. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.